Hey all, before we jump into this episode, we wanted to give a quick content trigger warning because we will be discussing topics of domestic violence within this episode. We do know that this is a distressing topic for some, so we want to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves while listening to this episode. If you have any questions or if you need any support for yourself or someone that you may know, here is the number to the National Domestic Hotline. The number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, 1-800-799-7233. And we will also provide resources in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Welcome, everybody. Hashtag Real Life. Yes, it's Abby back, and it's Danielle. <laughs> we'll get this intro one of these days. <laughs> I know it's one of these days. We're super excited. We are back on the pod, and you know, like Abby and I were saying, we're finally got some guests back again. So we got we finally, yeah. <laughs> well, and I was just gonna say, speaking of like intros, the intro to our guests podcast is just so like succinct and just so well written and. Danielle and I are here doing, doing thing thing. I guess I shouldn't be talking shit on ourselves, my bad, but <laughs> I'm just really excited to hear more from our guests. Sorry, Starting it out strong, Abby, starting out strong. Um, well, on that note, we are super excited because we have a brand new guest on the podcast today. We have Leanne Torres, and I'm so excited because I found Leanne and one of our many Facebook groups out there. And, you know, you just like, you hear people talk about their story or you hear people kind of like, I don't want to say pitch themselves, but just say what they like to talk about. And Leanne's like story just kind of like, it got me, you know? And I was like, I feel like our listeners like could really benefit from, you know, the knowledge that she has and just the stories that she's went through and just, you know, she likes to be real. So we were super, super excited to have her on the podcast. She also is a podcaster herself on the Watch Us Thrive podcast. And I mean, she's really hoping for everyone to bring out their own inner magic. So we are excited for her to bless us with her magic on Hashtag Real Life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm so like honored. I love when people like introduce me on, you know, anytime I'm on a podcast and just to hear like, people saying the things that I, I thought of and I wrote out, it's like, oh yeah, she's a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> we love that energy. I mean, you gotta like, you, you love when people just kind of like pump you up and you're just like, wait, like that's me. They're talking about me. This mm-hmm. is exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the vibes is. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's good. To, it's always good to see, right. The smiles and just like excitement too of people. Like it's so fun to, and also just vulnerable to get different people on to our podcast and share their story. But it also is humbling for us too. Like, it's so great to have, just to be able to connect with so many people. So mm. thanks for being part of real life. I'm Same. honored. I'm so honored. Thank you for the invite. You know, anytime I'm able to share my story with a new audience, not only do I hope to help and heal other people with my own life experiences, but every single time it's like another cell in my body is healing from everything that I've gone through like it's just 
building up my own confidence and really just taking my power back. So, you know, I'm honored to be able to just share a little bit about me and who I am and what I've gone through. Yes, I love that. <laughs> well, and I mean, I whoever starts the questions, we always say like, let's take it back. Like where did little Leanne grow up? Like mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your childhood and we'll go from there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So little Leanne born and raised in New Jersey, still here. Um, I was a transplant. I was living in Florida where I met my ex-boyfriend that I'm sure we'll get into later. But, you know, I've born and raised in an old school Puerto Rican household. My parents, they're going to be celebrating their 42nd wedding anniversary, actually at the end of this month. Um, I'm the youngest of two. My older sister, she's three and a half years older than me. And, you know, growing up, it's, it's so interesting when people ask me because there are a lot of gaps in what I can remember Um, my dad was the type and he still is like he literally recorded me and my sister's entire like upbringing so you know during the holidays Thanksgiving Christmas sometimes we sit down and we watch like old school home videos and when I see those videos is when I can really remember what life was like for me growing up in those moments but when I sit down and think about it honestly the things that I can remember are the not so great moments like me getting bullied as a child growing up which a lot of people have experienced especially you know middle school high school I wasn't like a loner I wasn't like the popular one either I had my little clique that I was comfortable with but one thing about little Leanne she definitely lacked self-confidence didn't know what the meaning was to love yourself um didn't know how to communicate in a healthy way that's definitely something that was not normal in my home growing up you know talking about your feelings you know I never had the type of relationship with my mom where if I was going through a boy issue or if I was having trouble at school I would go and tell her what was going on um And just a lot of things that I can remember about me, especially around my daughter's age, she's 13 now, like there was just such a lack of loving yourself and of feeling confident as a whole person. And that definitely carried into my adulthood and especially in the types of relationships that I attracted because there was such a a lack of value within me as a whole person Mm -hmm. and that's you know the journey that I'm currently on now being 34 I'll be 35 in September now is the first time in my life that I'm really getting to know who Leanne is at her core and for so long you know I've always been the relationship type of girl I can remember as far back as being 14, that's the first time that I started dating. And I've always had someone in my life, you know, for certain moments and seasons of my life. But, you know, little Leanne, she was just, I just want to give her like the biggest hug right now. It's so crazy. I was just listening to Mel Robin, um, latest podcast with Jay Shetty. Mm -hmm. They were talking all about love. 
Ooh, I'm Shady. reading his book I got his right book. now. Me too. I'm reading, so it. I'm reading it right. It's so I got good. it right here. Yes, yes. I have the Think Like a Monk one. Mm, <laughs> so I good. haven't read that one, but I got. I definitely got to check that out. Mm -hmm. But there was an exercise that he did during that um, episode with Mel of reflecting back on your inner child and the age that he picked was 13 and then he set the mood that like close your eyes and picture what did you look like back then and it got very emotional for me for the feelings that came up because all of those feelings of like not feeling good enough wanting that validation in someone to make me feel like loved and hold and safe and I didn't have that in that moment and you know right before we got on like I was like fixing my makeup because I started crying but yeah the the girl that I was mm, she's the complete opposite of who I am today but it's taken me a very long time and some very significant traumas that I've gone through to be who I am today so I hope that answers the question <laughs> absolutely dead absolutely yes. dead mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, just that healing, healing that inner child is so, ooh, it's so, it's a lot. Exhausting. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to have to think back. For real. And be, yeah. And to think about like where you're, where you're becoming, like all of those things and just having that moment to be like, you're okay. You know, like we're okay. Mm. Like this is, yes. this is, you know, like we're okay in this moment kind of thing. Yeah. That's where the emotion comes up. Like just to think through all the things that I've gone through being the woman that I am today like being able to look back at that Leanne it's like sis you're gonna be okay mm -hmm. like some shit's gonna go down life is gonna life a couple times over mm -hmm. but I promise you you're gonna be okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah ha hashtag real life yes <laughs> real life yes <laughs> that's that right and that's so insightful and I feel you know, there are, you know, generations like above us that I feel like are learning this in their 40s, 50s, 60s and on. Like I've talked numerous times, like my grandma didn't go to therapy until she was 80 and got mm. so much in the last few years of her life, like from that versus yeah. like, yeah, we're all in our 30s. And I feel like a lot of us have done a, a lot of inner child and inner mm -hmm. healing work in our 20s into 30s. So it, it's yeah. only yeah. going to, you know, better our, uh, our future right like that's all i can think i of. hope so i, I know really i know so. yeah like, did, I, did i go through this all this shit is tiring okay yeah yes. please well and like this what is a good, tired what a good example that you're setting for your daughter you know because you're doing that inner work for yourself so like she can see like how strong you're being and like putting that effort in to be like hey like i'm healing myself like you know, you're in a younger age right now, like, it's going to be okay. Like, mm. let's go through this together. Let's work, you know, work through what we have. And like, I can be strong for you in those moments too. Literally for the past three hours, me and her have been in my room having probably one of the realest conversations that we've had to date because she's in this season of like, your hormones are starting and you're looking at boys and relationships and all this stuff. And like, mm -hmm. she opened up to me in a way that I never was able to do that with my mom. Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to feel safe with me and show like her true authentic self, like it's such a full circle moment for me. And I'm so real and so honest with her. Like, 
I she knows everything that I've gone through. I don't hold anything back because I want her to be able to learn from the shit that I've gone through. And hopefully I can't control how she is in her adult life, but I just hope that she doesn't repeat the same toxic patterns that I had within myself from her age up to, you know, just a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. That I mean, that is what, yeah, lifing, right? I like, <laughs> I liked that verb. Uh, what adulting lifing is, is yeah. Trying to reprogram those, those thought patterns, those beliefs that our parents and generations above us have passed down because there is intergenerational trauma, right? Oh, girl. And it hits somebody got to break the cycle. Somebody has yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> just another well, to-do list, right? And right? It's just hard because I mean, everyone's learning from someone, you know, so it's like, you can't, you can't blame, you know, other right. generations sometimes. Cause it's kind of like they, that's all they know. That's how they're learning, you know? And like, yes. you don't know until you bring up conversations and start talking about things to really like break it down and understand like how people get the way that they are, you know? Mm. Yep. We all got trauma. We do. And we all have coping skills, whether they're maladaptive or not. And sometimes you engage in maladaptive coping skills because that is, you know, helping your nervous system stay safe. Right. Or Mm -hmm. you're thinking that it is right. And one of the, one of the podcast episodes you recently had on, uh, you had a anti-diet dietitian, which is what I do for a living. And so I was just like, yes, please. This is great. And, and we'll get more into, to just different, uh, cultural uh backgrounds that you bring on to onto your podcast which I love too because yeah more more voices the better but mm-hmm. uh yeah the the maladaptive coping skills and retraining your brain when your brain is literally fighting back right again mm-hmm. trauma and I, I know you're very forthright in and coming forward with your trauma past and you know I wish it were easy to be like, Oh, take a pill and you feel better when really doing this healing work is you're just re- kind of re-traumatizing yourself all over until you become more resilient. Yep. Sucks, man. Mm. Uh, tell me about it. I, w- like I was just saying with my daughter, like she was like, you know, I want to be on this personal development journey too, but it's so hard. I'm like, yeah, Mm-hmm. absolutely it's fucking uncomfortable I hope I can curse yeah you can um, okay <laughs> yeah. perfect yeah um but yeah I mean it's so cliche like a lot of people in this self-development personal development healing journey like they always say healing isn't linear like you know there's ebbs and flows but I'm like yo that's facts yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. shit is ghetto okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but, and, and like I said to her like it's in those dark uncomfortable moments where the change can happen like you literally have to go to the place that you don't want to that you've been hiding from society from yourself Mm -hmm. to really make that change and that's what I had to do like for me it it was such a traumatic way but God finally like slapped me upside the head and was like listen bitch I've been telling you over and over and over, like you keep repeating these same toxic type of patterns and attracting these same toxic type of people, but you're not doing anything about it. So now I'm going to make you listen. And did I listen? Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, like we, 
And it's, it's that habit loop, you know, like we create that habit where it's like, it feels good to like get into some of those toxic situations. Like Mm -hmm. you're so used to it and it feels okay, but it's like, that's not supposed to happen. You know, like it's not supposed to be what's going on. You're not supposed to like, keep going back to the bad things that you keep going to. And you have to teach yourself and learn. And also it goes back to that self-worthiness again. Like you have to realize that you're worth it and you're worth better than that. And that's something that you have to like internally do, like no one can tell you that, you know, and you have to learn that for yourself and decide like that you want to make changes. Absolutely. I mean, what it was for me was taking accountability. Like that was really the first step in me making a permanent change and really taking it seriously. Not saying that like the trauma that I experienced I deserved because I absolutely don't uh, believe that at all. You know, I didn't deserve to have my life almost taken from me from my abusive ex. But I do have to take some responsibility for allowing myself to feel like that was okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people when it comes to the circumstances that they find themselves in whether it's relationship or toxic work environment or a shitty relationship with your family, like, you know, you have to, you play a role in your own life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you can, you sometimes are your problem, but you can also be your solution. But the first step is like to acknowledge, you know what? There's something about me that needs some work because clearly I'm attracting this same type of toxic pattern because I'm so used to it because that's all I knew. What are we going to do to change it? Mm-hmm. You, you know, that cliche saying the definition of insanity is repeating the same toxic thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. That was me in, you know, all of my 20s and the early part of my 30s. I was in a very shitty eight and a half on and off again relationship for the majority of my 20s that was also very toxic it became abusive a few times there was you know drugs and alcohol abuse and after leaving that relationship instead of taking the time to really heal from it I went into my hoe phase because you know every girl feels like we need to have our hoe phase we need to live our best life yeah and not really focus on healing the pain that comes from a breakup especially a long-term breakup Mm -hmm. and that's how I attracted my abusive ex and it was just like the same piece of shit person but in a different body and you know I mean hey thank god for growth yeah (laughs) yeah. well I think what you said too is important to name too is that we all have a part in our own life and yet also that does not mean we are to blame for mm-hmm. uh, all the situations, right? Like, absolutely, there there can be accountability and holding others accountable. Like mm-hmm. both and can happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, being giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself—that's one of the things that I've really been focusing on in my own journey while working with professionals, especially in the beginning, like I worked with a couple of life coaches and a therapist to really heal from that trauma, that, you know, uh, domestic violence relationship that I was in. And one of my life coaches gave me an assignment to write a letter of forgiveness to myself, Mm -hmm. not to him, Mm -hmm. to me. 
And at first I was super resistant. I was like, me, but what the fuck did I do? I didn't deserve <laughs> right. him to like, you know, put a knife to my neck and threaten to kill me and my family. Like, what do I have to forgive? And she was like, no, it's not about him. It's about you and what you felt like was okay at the time. Right. So I wrote this letter to myself. And then she said, you're not going to hold on to it. You're going to burn it afterwards because we're going to release all of that energy. But you're going to read it. You're going to look in the mirror. You're going to say, I love you. And the fucking emotions that came up for me. Yeah. It was so therapeutic. It was so healing. I recommend any and everyone to do that at one point in your life. Like you have to be gentle and soft and nurturing with yourself, with mm -hmm. the shit that you've gone through. Like, we can be our biggest hater, our biggest critic. Me, you know, there's still moments in my life that I'm like, I talk down to myself or I beat myself up because I'm not where I want to be in life or, you know, I'm not losing weight fast enough. But it's like, yo, why? Like, sis, you got to be your own best friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to treat yourself the way that you deserve to be treated because that's what you're going to attract. When I was in that relationship with my ex, I was like so low vibrational. I was so leading with desperation. And that's what I attracted. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm like, yeah. we need to work on the relationships that we have with ourselves before we can entertain other people. And that's really what I've been solely focusing on for these past almost two years now. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes completely back to like what you're saying with like the relationships aspect of things like so many people go from one relationship to the next and they think they're okay, or they think that they're healed or they think whatever. But like a lot of the things that they're not dealing with from that other relationship go into the other one. And mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so many people say the phrase like, you know, to get over someone, you have to get under someone, but like, yes and no, <laughs> you know, like, no, no, but usually no, <laughs> because like, there's just so much that goes on with that, where it's yeah. like, if you are bringing all of that baggage, you know, it's like going on a vacation. If you're bringing all the same luggage that has all the sand in it to the next place, the sand's going to yeah. get everywhere, you know, like, Absolutely. so it just doesn't make any sense to not try to heal and understand like what's going on with you internally and how you can move forward, you know, mm -hmm. because everyone's also in your life to teach you something, you know, like whether they're to teach you something horrible or they're in your life to teach you something bad, you know, good, but still everyone's there for some reason or shape or form. So mm -hmm. you also have to take that moment to be able to reflect on that, you know, yes. and, like what did they teach you from whatever happened, you know? Absolutely. I And that comes with the development journey, like that growth mindset of really looking at that experience as that, like it was an experience that you can learn from as opposed to like, you know, having this victim mentality, mentality, like, oh, you know, not again, this happened to me, you know what I'm saying? And I used I to be that type of girl who would like, woe is me. And, oh, you know, everyone else is a problem. And I have, you know, no responsibility. Like, no, now I look at the situation that I've gone through with my last relationship. I'm grateful for it because it has taught me so much about myself, regardless of how traumatic it was, as painful as it was. And don't get me wrong, y'all, for whoever's mm -hmm. listening, like, I didn't feel that way in the beginning. Right. Yeah. I mm -hmm. fucking hit rock bottom. Like, literally, I lost my apartment. I lost my car. 
I got fired from my job. My unemployment ran out. I moved back home with my family after being on my own for almost two years. Like I literally like was broken. But it was in that moment that, like, I didn't know what the fuck to do next. Was like, this is my rebirth. This is my chance to, like, really get my shit together and start facing what it is about Leanne that needs work. And I'm still on that journey. You know, Mm -hmm. I think so many people, especially with social media nowadays, like, we only see the good shit. We only see the highlight mm-hmm. reels. We only see the vacations. We see the beautiful couple. We see this, that, and the third. But what's going on behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of bullshit out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. With me and my platform and my podcast, like, I tell everything mm-hmm. because it's healing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's healing for other people because, like, when people do talk about their stories, when people do talk about their things, like, I think about all the people that I follow like online or all the people that I like listen to and stuff. I think about like, why do I listen to them? Why do I like, you know, why am I like consuming this? And I'm like, it's because it's usually the people who are like the realest and the rawest where I sit there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you, you came on and told us that like, wow, Mm -hmm. like, thank you for that. You know? And like, those are the moments where it does, it helps, it helps you therapeutically, but it helps so many other people like see themselves within that and then be able to share themselves as well, or have another moment of like, wow, I'm not alone or wow. I had those same thoughts or whatever have you be. Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned, right. The recovery is not linear. And that was another episode that I had listened to where, right. You're in this healing journey and yet you had a re-triggering traumatizing event where you could tell your armor was fully up and you got so raw and emotional in that episode. And that one hit me Mm. hard too, because I'm like, man, yes. Like you can do so much, you know, self-growth and love and therapy and trauma exposure, right? Like you can do all the things and yet shit can still happen and, Mm -hmm. and bring it all back up and like bring you back to that you know, unsafe place internally mm. or that inner, inner Leanne or inner Abby yes. Danielle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, and that was one thing I wanted to add to that. And then what you were saying before too, about just like loving yourself. Like one thing I was thinking of is like, the world is already so hard and critical. Like we don't need to add that to ourselves. Come so, on. Oh. Listen, y'all are preaching. Okay. First of all, <laughs> oh, you are preaching. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. We are all preaching. We're all feeding off of each other's, yes. each other's yeah. energy. Good vibes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. When I recorded that um, healing isn't linear episode, it was the same exact like three hours later of when that trigger came up. And um, I was, you know, clinically diagnosed with PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder for people who don't know what it means. And a lot of times people think of that going with like war people, Mm -hmm. like people who have gone to war and like really super traumatic um, life events. But that's something that's super common with uh, survivors of domestic violence or any Mm -hmm form of trauma really and when that whole situation happened like my body literally went back to that night like I saw my ex you know almost killing like that's literally what my body felt I felt like I was right back in that moment and it's so crazy because 
you don't know when those triggers are going to come up. And that's the most uncomfortable part of having that diagnosis of not knowing who or what or when those traumas are going to come up. And it was so uncomfortable for me. Like initially the first thought that I had was like, fuck, he still has power and control over me. Mm. Like he's still, I'm still scared. Mm-hmm. And I started to like feel sorry for myself, but I was like, no, like, yo, you're so self-aware of yourself and you're able to move past these feelings a lot quicker than when they first came up. Like, yo, when that happened in the beginning of my journey, it would literally like stop me in my tracks and like I would have a panic attack because it was that serious for me. But now it's like just reminding myself that like you are safe you're not in that situation anymore. Like you, you're okay. Mm -hmm. And breathing through it and talking it out as opposed to holding it in, which is something that I still struggle with to this day, even though I'm very vulnerable on my podcast. Like there are moments that I'm like, yo, I just want to shut down and hide from the world, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think for me, it's just like y'all said before, talking about it, And being so open and real and having other people reach out to me and be like, me too, Mm -hmm. that has been so healing for me because when I was in that relationship, no one knew what I was going through. Even though it was a very short-lived relationship, we were only together for 10 months and the abuse didn't start until maybe seven months, six, seven months into our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it didn't start off physically. It started off verbally, emotionally you know, lying, cheating, manipulation, all of that. And then eventually it progressed to physical. But when I started sharing my story, like knowing that I was not the only one experiencing that, it was like, wow, really? You know, because like domestic violence was not something that I saw in my home growing up. Yeah, my parents argued, but my dad never put his hands on my mom and vice versa. He never called her out her name and vice versa. Like, it's I never knew what the fuck domestic violence was until after I realized, holy shit, this was the relationship that I was in. Yeah. And then to know that other people also experienced similar things, I was like, why are we not talking about this more? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us to share our experiences because, like you said, it lets people know that you are not alone. Because when you're in that moment, you feel so fucking alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think just <laughs> even having a pause and a breather for that, because mm-hmm. it, like I know so many people are it's uncomfortable. It's heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and but people are going to be so grateful listening to this, and also thinking, saying, sharing. Right, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably is two of the most important words right now, like for, for people to, to be able to share. Cause yeah, when we're in community and not alone, like healing is also going to be more, more available, right? Like you need a support system yeah, uh, in, in order to, to move on and move forward. Yeah. And, and that's think- what I realized. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh no, you, you go. <laughs> I know. I just want to say like, that's what I realized because I've always been the type that was like, comfortable being alone like a loner but then also yearning for that 
validation and love in another person and you know just that sense of community and knowing that it's okay to ask for help Mm -hmm. and not looking at it as like a weakness I think someone speaking up and saying like I am not fucking okay and I need help is so powerful Mm -hmm. because it's like you're taking off that mask that Mm -hmm. so many of us are wearing you know, like when you go to the fucking grocery store and someone asks you like, hey, how are you? What's the automatic response? I'm good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to say I'm having a fucked up day. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't mm-hmm. pay my bills. My daughter's pissing me off. I gained five fucking pounds. You know, I threw up last night. I'm feeling fucking terrible. How are you? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we normalize mm-hmm. that? Can we keep mm-hmm. it fucking real? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. like the podcast that this other podcast that I randomly listened to it's like I'm terrible thanks for asking and I mean like that's literally like that's it you know and it is it yeah. is that it is that mask that we wear all throughout our life and it's it's mm-hmm. the way that we also keep ourselves safe you know because like and that's also yep. a way like if we don't share we're thinking that's keeping us safe but also at the mm-hmm. same time it's not you know and so it becomes a, a roller coaster. Vicious cycle. Yeah. yeah. It's moving through the world masked and like mm-hmm. handcuffed and like not actually experienced. Yes. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And I think like if COVID didn't teach us anything, like the one good thing, as horrible as it was, like it really allowed us to like be. Yeah. And like really face our shit. And all of the shit that we have been hiding for fucking our entire lives. Like, yeah, it was so fucking terrible and a lot of lives were lost, but it allowed us to like reset and take a step back. And I think we're still like recovering from that. But like, sometimes you need that hard, like slap upside your head from God to be like, listen, bitch. Mm-hmm. And you like, fucking listen. who knew <laughs> yep. it would be like that you know what I mean right. like who knew that it would really be like hard stop like mm-hmm. the world like hard stop everyone like yeah. figure it out do what you want with this this mm-hmm. is what's going on and like we all and that's again that's that's a trauma response you know like we all had different trauma responses to that you know yeah. like how we reacted during those moments like how we're still reacting during those moments you know like you know, so many of us went to freeze mode. Like so many people mm-hmm. were like, I'm going to do something. So many, you know, like all those, different- flight, yeah. 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 Like, and it's, it's so interesting, like how we also just navigate the world now, like since then, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, people still have PTSD from that time, you know, like there's still yeah. things that I think about during like when the world, I call it when the world stopped, when mm-hmm. it was just like, what was I doing back then? What was I talking about? What was happening? You know? And like, that's how I met my ex. I met him on April 28th, 2020. So it was oh, right wow. in the fucking <sighs> beginning. Mm. Oh, and then that adds like, more layers. Yeah, yeah. that adds so much more layers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the relationship just it progressed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like five days after we met, he told me he fell in love with me. Yeah. Two weeks later, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And a month later, we moved in together. And then we were fucking stuck with yeah. one another. And we didn't know each other. We, I had no fucking idea who this person was until, you know, slowly that mask was coming off. And it was like, oh, shit, this ain't it, right. you know? But, yo, 2020, <sighs> that left a mark. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the, again, the forgotten year, like I yes. think sometimes. But 
I know. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, and I think one thing that might actually be, you know, really interesting to dive into is, you know, we often hear about people's stories. It's almost like a pre and a post, right? Like, or pre, like during the trauma or pre and then after like, mm-hmm. right. Where you would maybe consider yourself now is like, yeah, I'm really, you know, sharing my voice, but what do you think helped you along the way? And like making that shift from, I'm going to do something different. Mm. Like I'm thinking even just some of my clients in particular, like would yeah. find very, this very helpful to how do I move past that? Absolutely. So the first part, like I said before, was taking accountability. The second part was asking for help, was realizing that I don't need to do this alone, realizing that I can't because this trauma is so significant and it's something that I've never experienced. And it literally like it was the hard reset. It shook me to my core. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shout out to my family. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had the help that I had. Cause like I said, I had no money, no insurance, nothing. So my mom, she hired my first life coach. She got me my therapist who out of the goodness of his heart, shout out to Dr. Lambert. I fucking love him to death. He was willing to see me free of charge. to help me heal yeah just he knew the situation my mom told him everything she told her boss and her boss knew him and you know really working with him and talking things out like I love talk therapy because you know I have a podcast so I like to fucking talk yeah Um, it's not for everyone but you know Mm -hmm. really just peeling back those layers and having a third party that I knew wasn't going to judge me wasn't going to blame me, wasn't going to make me feel like shit about myself. That was so healing for me and really just taking it slow. I think so many of us really struggle with like, you know, we just want this instant gratification and, you know, I want to be healed immediately. I want to forget about that shit. But when it comes to this whole personal development, like there are ebbs and flows. There are sad girl days. Like I say, my podcast all the time and there's bad bitch days. Mm -hmm. And I think when those sad girl days come up or sad boy days, I don't want to be, you know, one sided with gender, but you need to honor those moments of challenge And you need to accept them for what they are, but not stay in that moment for too long. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, that's how you fall down the rabbit hole of depression and anxiety and all of these negative feelings that I felt for a majority of my adult life, but not running away from them at the same time. Like it's important to find that balance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's really the journey that I've been on. It's gotten easier as time has passed it's gotten easier as I'm sharing more and more and you know telling my story to different platforms but you know there's three weeks ago when I recorded that podcast like bitch I was fucked up Mm -hmm. I was fucked up I was not in a good place I felt like I was reverting back like all the hard work that I've been working on didn't exist but then I realized like nah it's okay. We're going to have this moment. We're going to take deep breaths. We're going to try to regulate our nervous system. We're going to allow ourselves to be sad for the day. But then tomorrow it's like, it's back to business. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. finding that balance in between, it, it's so important in this in this journey. And that's like a thing, like you bring up the part of like you feeling like you're reverting back or like all your personal development journey didn't work. I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with too on yeah. going on their personal development journey, you know, because they're thinking like, well, what if this doesn't work? Like what if, and it goes back to that instant gratification aspect of it is like, personal development is a long journey. Like you're always growing and like, you're always shedding layers and you're always, you know, trying to figure out more about yourself. And so many people don't want to go on that journey because they're thinking like, oh, I will be healed or I will, or what happens if this doesn't work, you know? And it's like, it will work. You just have to kind of trust in the process and trust in that you'll start learning more about yourself as you go Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Or they're comfortable with being comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm, And that that was me too. Like I was so comfortable with just having my little two week paycheck and being in this safe relationship that I knew and you know, but that's not where growth happens. Mm -hmm. I was been like just static for so long. And I'm like, yo, there's got to be more to life than this. Mm -hmm. You got to do the uncomfortable shit to find that out. Yeah. Mm hmm. You sure do. <laughs> Your life has I, to get shaken up a little bit. A little bit. Or a lot. <laughs> or a lot, yeah. I also think it's really wonderful, too, that, and granted, it, it sounds like the cards just aligned, that you also had a male therapist, because that could also be really healing in a for a female in a domestic violence situation, right? And yeah. That. So Absolutely. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to him. A male Latino therapist at that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. We and he was young. So, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Lambert. I fucking love him. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's yeah. the other thing, like finding a great therapist and finding someone that you can be there and be in that safe space with, because that's the hard part of it too. Like, finding that therapist. And then if you have to switch therapist, or if you aren't finding one for a long time, or you don't have one that is representing you, Mm -hmm. like that can really change the game in a lot of the ways that you Mm -hmm. heal as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, before this whole incident um, that happened a few years ago, like I tried therapy. He was an old white guy. He had me talking to a stuffed animal, like trying to heal my inner child. And I just felt very weird. And I was like, nah, this ain't it. So I was like, I'm not fucking doing therapy. That's for fucking crazy people. Even though I had a lot of shit that I had to work on. But like, yo, finding a good therapist is like finding a good partner. Mm-hmm. Like you have to try it out. You can't just be like, oh, this didn't work. So I'm not going to, I'm going to give up. Like, no, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody needs fucking therapy. We all have mm-hmm. shit that we're trying to heal from. And, yes. you know, you, you got to kiss a couple of frogs before you find your prince. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But, you know, don't kiss your therapist. That's a <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so many ethical boundaries there. <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> but that's so true. And I think, right, in, in the mental health space, just the one, access to diverse <laughs> care and, like, yeah, there, I have so many clients granted I'm in the mental health space, but as a dietitian that, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I have to sit there and hold like, yeah, I know I am a thin white, right. Privileged human and Mm -hmm. like allowing clients to have space of like, man, it would be really great if I could find a provider that looks like me or like sometimes that 
encourages them to go into uh, like studying social work or, you know, becoming a therapist as well, but it, it's so lacking and it, we need, we need more diverse just yeah. in general. No, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I think it's, a, it, we need to have more of these types of conversations out in the open. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is such a hush hush oh you know i'm not going to talk about me being in an abusive relationship like no one in three women mm-hmm. are victims of dv in their lifetime mm-hmm. there's three people right here there's at least right. one person who experienced it right. so if you haven't you know somebody mm-hmm. hi it's me you right. know what i'm saying so it's like come on it's happening way too much way too often we need to destigmatize that shame that's associated with it and Put it out there in the open so that change can fucking happen. Right. Yeah. And put it out there so it educates people that yes. they realize that it is happening to them. Exactly. That's the other part too, because there's the shame of people in it that know that it's happening to them, but then there's the shame of people or people who just don't understand that this yep. is not okay, whatever's yes. happening. Absolutely. That the only way that we can learn from it is if we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think you brought up a good point too about like emotional abuse, because I think so many people have a picture in their mind of what domestic abuse looks like or physical, verbal, right? And, you know, sometimes people don't realize the situations they were in were abusive mm-hmm. until reflecting back. And that can be very jarring. Um, yes. Absolutely. Traumatizing itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, just thinking about my sister, she was in a 10 year long marriage. This is public information. So uh, she's okay with me talking about it. But, you know, she didn't realize that she was in an abusive relationship, too, even though he never put his hands on her. But he was a manipulator, a habitual cheater emotional putting her down making her feel like shit about herself and she was like after the fact like oh my god I was with a total fucking narcissist mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's another word that's like super trendy nowadays you know right. but it's it's like like you said so many people think that domestic violence is you know a black eye or a broken rib and you know he's just beating the shit out of you but abuse comes in so many different forms Mm -hmm. there's financial abuse that i never fucking heard of that 99 percent of dv victims suffer from that that's one of the main reasons why they don't leave Mm -hmm. and that's a Mm -hmm. question that a lot of victims get like why did you stay it couldn't be me. And that's the mentality that I had before being in that relationship. Like I would see, you know, on the movies or TV or, you know, know someone, oh, she's a fucking idiot. That couldn't be me. Right. But right. it's not until you're in it and the financial aspect, like, yo, there's people out here that they're so dependent on their abuser that it's easier to stay with them to deal with the abuse than to fucking leave Mm -hmm. because another thing about it is like the most dangerous time for a a victim of dv to leave is when they're leaving like that's when the stalking happens that's where a lot of people unfortunately succumb to the abuse and are no longer living on this earth like it's fucking scary Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you won't really understand it until you're in it or you knew someone who experienced it. Right. It's, it's so multi-layered. And the other part about not talking about it, too, is like 
people who are in it seem to not be talking to other people, like their family members or their friends. Mm -hmm. And so then other people might not necessarily know how to ask certain questions or know what's going on. And so it becomes this like hush hush situation all around. Absolutely. And you're only hurting yourself, you know, in that process. Like I said, the, the moment when people finally knew what was going on was the night that I escaped him literally you know, I'm half naked, wearing a robe and a tank top, barefoot, no phone, no purse, nothing. And I drive to my best friend, shout out to Giovanna, her apartment, banging on her door at like one o'clock in the morning, disheveled, bruised up, all of this. And I was like, he he's going to fucking kill me. And she's mm-hmm. like, what's happening? What's going on? And that was the first time that I told her. And it was because of her that I called 911. It mm-hmm. like I didn't even want to call nine one one. I was like scared for him. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen to him? Oh my god, I'm gonna send another black man to jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the mentality that I had, and I was so fucking scared to speak up. But I was like, yo, my life was literally put in danger. Like I can't do this anymore. Right. Right. Ooh. Yeah, and the I mean the mixture of emotions that. Mm-hmm you felt that that night and and ongoing too right and afterwards, like even, yep. right in that moment of you know not wanting to to hurt your abuser right when uh, it yeah like i miss him i i still love him even though he hurt me so bad like all of those feelings come up like immediately after it's it's such a mind fuck you know but with that support I'm so lucky and I don't take that for granted because there's a lot of people who don't have that support system. And that's why I think it's so important to find your community, whether they're in person or online. Like, yo, the community that I have found online has been so healing for me. And it it was because of the dark moments that I've shared, you know? So I, I really, really recommend anyone who may be or is healing from it like you know you have to speak up you got to tell someone as uncomfortable as it is like you don't have to do this alone you don't have to take on that burden and feel like you know I'm a one-woman show and I got this and I'm strong and I'm independent and I don't need no sis yes you do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and even just one person you know just one mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. And and this is also making me think too, just as we're talking about abuse too, I think the conversation too needs to be said of, you know, that rapes and assaults can also happen within a, a relationship or close where again, the picture or belief that we've seen in movies is like, right, stranger danger. And, you know, often, I mean, oftentimes that, there's somebody on, that you know. know too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. There's been so many people that have come on that I've interviewed that have shared their own experiences of, you know, rape and molestation and all of these really taboo, uncomfortable topics. And nine times out of 10, it's someone that they were in a relationship with. It was a family member. It was someone that yeah. they knew, right. you know, like it's not just the person hiding in your bush who's going to break into your house that you've never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like it's happening with so many people that we know. Mm -hmm. It's the people that know that they're at their most vulnerable, vulnerable. They know the most about them. Yep. 
Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation, y'all. Yeah. Uh, this, this is a good one. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for having it with us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, like you said, I mean, just talking about anything like this, you know, is so, so special in so many ways just to hold space for it, just because, yeah, there are so many people that aren't able to. And, you know, and there's so many people that aren't here in this world that needed to hear this, you know, or needed to have this, this message. So, I mean, it's so, it's so good just to even be able to talk about it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, if by sharing my story, it can help at least one person, then I know, like, I'm living in my purpose. And that's really why I started my podcast to, you know, it, it started off with me sharing my own experiences of that relationship and others before and just shit that I've gone through. But it's turned into such a beautiful platform where people come and they feel safe. Like I keep getting that over and over, like, yo, you make me feel like I can be my authentic, vulnerable, true self. And I'm like, that is my why. Right, a hundred That percent. is the reason why, like turning our fucking pain, our trauma, our darkest moments into you can become something of that. Not to say that you're going to erase what happened to you, because I will never forget that night. I will never forget March 12th, 2021 into March 13th, 2021. I know I will never forget what I experienced, but it happened for me to be here right now having this beautiful conversation. For me to have this platform that is slowly growing into a safe space for people to keep it so fucking real. Mm -hmm. well yeah the energy you're bringing even tonight like it it is so inviting and like yeah just like a warm like ah like Yeah. Mm but -hmm. even even though right the topics that we're discussing are so hard and Yeah. and heavy right it it does feel like there's just this like safety net safety Yes. bubble so Oh, I want to give you guys the biggest hug. yes <laughs> right all the way from all the way from jersey to the midwest yes i'm here for it yes Oh, did well I want to ask you so you started your podcast watch us thrive how long has it been up and running now man. It turned a year old on 1-1-2023. So it's still super fresh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Still, you're rock rocking it. Like people don't realize making a podcast is a lot of behind the scenes work and sometimes research, sometimes, you know, planning, getting guests, doing like there is just so much. It's not just, oh, show up and then you're done. <la
I could turn this into a podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and then especially with the whole thing of the domestic violence, like I really wanted to share my story, but more than just having an Instagram and putting up a couple of posts here and there, like I really wanted to like tell my full truth Mm -hmm. and I mean, that was scary as fuck, honestly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, putting yourself out there for the world to see and to judge and to critique you and all these things of, you know, these internet strangers. But, I mean, the feedback since day one, since I had, like, three followers on my Instagram and, like, only my mom and my sister were my listeners in the beginning, right? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been so positive Mm -hmm. in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I think because of that, because of the feedback, because of people saying me too, you know, it's just, it's motivated me to be so consistent. Like this is the first project in my life that I've literally shown up consistently every single week since yep. March, since um January 1st of 2022 I'm still going strong like you said it's a lot of fucking work okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> being a one woman show like you're not just a host you're like um an agent you're you know the scheduler you're the mm-hmm. editor you're mm-hmm. doing all these things you know yes. but the reason why it started came from a place of purpose Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it came from like something like I have this vision I say it all the time on the show like my long-term vision I want to be the Latina Dr. Phil yeah but without the doctorate degree because I ain't going to school for that but (laughs) you know I want to have like my my show on Sirius XM or I want to have my a TV on you know national networks and I really just want to have this safe space for people to have real ass conversations because we all have a story to tell and my little slogan is like we're going to talk about the shit you don't want to talk about but it needs to be talked about yes yes I love that slogan this is why why we had you on our podcast because it's just like that connection and like Mm -hmm. talking about the real life stuff you know like you got to talk about it. <laughs> you have to, because there's so much bullshit out here, mm-hmm. you know, and there's too many of us who are only focused on like the good things that are happening. And while that's great, I love that for you, sis, celebrate all the wins, but let's keep it real. It's not like that every single day. Mm-hmm. And I want to normalize us talking about the good, bad, and the shitty, because mm-hmm. we're all going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, and also when you connect with people, like you can connect with people on such a deeper level if you're mm-hmm. talking about like all facets of your life, you know, not just the shiny, the shiny coin part of it. Absolutely. I mean, when I get messages like, yo, your episode is like helping me heal my own trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Because, you know, <laughs> we all have our inner critic and we're like is anyone really listening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I wasting my time? Like, is this really going to go anywhere? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then when you get that small little validation from other people, I mean, first you should have that within yourself. And that's what I've been learning. Right. But right. to get, you know, those little nuggets every now and then it's like, okay, 
I understand the assignment, God. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I get okay, it. I a little get validation is okay, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> Make me feel good from time to time. Yeah. You know, I like words of affirmation too. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it just gets the people going. Okay. <laughs> I got the assignment, God. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I understood, God. I I now I know why. Right. Right. <laughs> it may, right. It makes it all worth it. Right? Absolutely. 100%. Like I said before, I'm grateful for it. Not that I feel like I deserved it, but you know, there, there was a purpose behind my pain and mm-hmm. I'm finally realizing with all the shit that I've gone through, all the shitty experiences and all the good too. Like it's in this moment right now that I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, God, I'm listening now. <laughs> well, if you have your Dr. Phil show, we will definitely come. Yeah, well, because you kind of already answered it. I was going to ask, like, I mean, you're already doing so many cool, like uplifting, amazing things for the community. What, like, were some like short-term, like long-term goals, like what you want to do next? I mean, yeah. the. I, I think- mean, well, one short-term goal that, you know, the, I have a word of the year for me. Yes, a lot yes. of people do that. Oh my you God, do. We were gonna yeah. ask you that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> this is aligning perfectly. Okay, so last year was uh, accountability. Ooh, okay, Good. you know, really being being on my healing journey, um, focusing on that. Twenty twenty three. The word is elevate. Ooh, Ooh that's mm-hmm. a good. Love it. Elevate and patience. Like that's part two. That's because. Really good. Patience is so lacking for Leanne, but we're working on it. We're a work in progress every day. But I chose the word elevate because I really want to see not only my podcast and my business and my brand to grow, but also me as a whole person Mm -hmm. within myself, within the relationships, the romantic ones that eventually I will with my daughter, with my family, with my career. Like I just want to level up. And I set a goal for myself in 2023 to do my first in-person speaking gig. Now I'm a podcaster. I like to talk but I'm safe behind my mic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Public speaking is a whole beast. Yep. It's a whole motherfucking beast, right? Yeah. And like I said before, the Leanne growing up was very shy and no confidence. So that's definitely been a struggle for me, but it's something that I want to tackle this year. So on March 5th, I booked my first in-person speaking yes! Okay, oh, it's amazing. Yes, yes. It's a woman's empowerment brunch with a girl that I connected with online and we built a beautiful relationship. And a few weeks ago she reached out to me. She was like, I love you. I love your story. I love your energy. I want you to speak at this brunch. And I'm like, sign me up. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm nervous as fuck. Not going to lie, <laughs> yeah. but I'm really just trying to continue putting myself out there because I know my story is powerful mm-hmm. and I know it can help other people to hear what I've gone through and to see who I am today, how it's been a complete 180. Like, I don't even know who the fuck I am, who mm-hmm. the Leanne was back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's such a beautiful journey to witness. Excuse me. And I want more people to feel my energy and see it and just feel like there's hope for you too 
Mm-hmm. So I did it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. Congratulations in order. But yes. also, you know, how you've already shared that so many people have said like they're healing from hearing your story on a podcast. Like we get energy from other people. So like in person mm-hmm. is I'm just going to be super powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you're just going to get the bug because as soon as you have, you yeah. get over that first one, I feel like you'll be like, whoa, I got to do it again. Cause you'll just yep. get that. Absolutely. Well, well, tell me to speak. You yeah. Know, like yeah. where, where are we Absolutely. going next? Like- oh girl, the first podcast episode I ever recorded was fucking trash and I was so <laughs> nervous. Okay. Yeah. But you know, you got to start somewhere. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to just keep going. You got to do the scary shit if you want to level up so yes yeah. nothing is humbling like listening to your first rough drafts of the first Girl, ever podcast my yeah. first instagram live y'all <laughs> yes that shit was tragic but it's okay oh okay i, I got another looking back now. i love yeah. looking back at those type of things. yes <laughs> what made it so tragic i want to know <laughs> just the you could just tell like the nerves mm-hmm. and very like subdued like I wasn't this like personality that I was I was still like trying to figure out should I curse should I not should I really go deep should I you know what I'm saying but now Mm -hmm. it's just like you gonna take me as the fuck that I am okay (laughs) you don't like it then I guess I'm not the one for you but I'm gonna find the right people and that's what I've been you know doing so just keep it real I'm trying to imagine little Leanne yeah subduing your like (laughs) <laughs> subduing your energy and like wanting to like cuss somebody out but not uh, now I, there's oh. no filter <laughs> <laughs> that is great like that like just brings people closer to you right like absolutely it's not it's not you know fake it's like to- you can tell it's totally authentic because sometimes you have like the fake authenticity then online too and that's come on <laughs> come on there's a lot yeah. of bullshit out in these streets okay that's why yeah. you gotta have discernment yes <laughs> Okay, listen, I keep it real. <laughs> you gotta like you gotta pay attention to all this stuff. You have to. Lots of fakey fake. Okay. <laughs> like to say. Yes. I'm telling you, I I have really great boundaries as a provider, but I am going to share this particular episode <laughs> with a particular client because <laughs> they're gonna resonate so much. There you go. Hello. <laughs> Helping someone. Okay. Least, you know? <laughs> oh, and it will. It will oh so good that is the goal (laughs) (laughs) I was saying to my daughter I was like when we were having our three-hour long conversation I was telling her about herself in like not an aggressive way but like telling you about yourself but Mm -hmm. from a place of love and at the end I was like you think I could be a coach she was like hell yeah mom I was like really yeah you know that's something that I'm dabbling with maybe I don't know my approach is a little harsh but with love so we'll see mm-hmm. but there's like people out there that need that you know yes. like you'll find your people and it's kind of one of those things where like the good thing is is like you are authentic from the start so it's not like you're having to like bring it back or like mm-hmm. maneuver you're not code anything. switching right. no so then there ain't no are, mask over here honey yeah mm-hmm. so people are automatically <laughs> going to be drawn to that that want that you know absolutely so i'll keep you posted on that we'll see yeah we'll what 2023 has in store I mean, you're in our hashtag life family forever. So, you know. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I love you guys. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I feel like we kind of teed you up for our Instagram versus reality. So do you do you have one for us? I mean, we've kind of talked about it some, but. I think this whole combo has been, yeah. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, like I said before, like, just the bullshit that we see on social media is literally like Instagram versus reality. And that's really something that I've learned to learn from and really focusing on attracting the authenticity is so important to me. And I think that's what, especially us and especially my daughter's generation, like, you know, they're fucking glued to their phones Mm -hmm. and social media can be a gift or a curse depending on how you really look at it. But like just having that discernment to be like, yo, there's a lot of bullshit out there and let's really normalize the shitty parts of our lives because, you know, being adult is fucking ghetto Mm-hmm. and life is always lifing but let's normalize talking about that too because I think it's so important for us to normalize feeling like an actual human being and not just this pretty robot that's you know we're swiping through or scrolling through it's like I just want to be that person for whoever finds you know my my brand my podcast like she kept it so real 100% of the time. And that's why I, I'm attracted to her and her energy because she's so authentic. So, you know, that that's what I really want for us to normalize in 2023 and beyond. Like, just be your true authentic self and cut out, set those boundaries of the bullshit because there's so much bullshit out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And work on learning what your true authentic self is too. Cause I think that's another thing is too, like when we tell people to be themselves, like some people might not know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. So like getting them to figure out what your truest self is by your personal development journey and yeah. then let it shine, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> like- yeah. I mean, the relationship you have with yourself is probably the most important one that you can have. And it's really taking the time to get to know who you are. What do you like? What don't you like? What are you willing to put up with? What are, you know, your your hard, like, nah, I'm not doing that. What are your deal breakers? You know, what is, what's your passion? What, what lights you up? You know, like having those type of conversations with yourself, like that is where the healing comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like being in my season of solitude right now and really focusing on me and not doing what I did before and finding that validation in other people and like numbing out by being with someone else and really getting comfortable with myself that's been like the most beautiful and uncomfortable journey that I've been on Mm -hmm. you know but that's really where I'm at right now so (sighs) all I can think of is this shit's been amazing. So, thank you. I feel so good. Like this is another therapy session for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, like you said, yeah, you had like you were real and had like tears earlier today. And it's like you just needed to get the energy out. Needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I took a big emotional dump today. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're ha- we happy to receive any and all of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See so y'all get me. I knew yes. this was gonna be great. Yes, yes. <laughs> we knew, too. We knew it, the stars finally aligned. Right. Finally. We, we knew it was gonna come together and be good. Be good. Yes. Well, for all of our listeners that want to binge all your content, listen to your podcast, all the things that want to be in your ethos, where can they find you? Yes, wow. absolutely. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, sis. I <laughs> see you. There's Thank my you. Thank you. <laughs> 
no, first and foremost, I just want to say thank y'all so much for having me here, for allowing me to feel safe and seen. I love anytime I have a chance to really tell my story in a way that can really impact other people. And you guys having this type of platform is so needed. It's so lacking. So I just want to say good job. Keep going. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you love the Don't validation cry. too. Okay. I told you words of affirmation. That's one of my love languages. Okay? I know. love it. <laughs> and quality time is mine. So I love yes. this. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think like I need all five. I realize yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, another right. conversation. Right. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> right. So you can find me primarily on Instagram. That's my home base. I'm always on the stories, always going live, always fucking talking. <laughs> so you, you can follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast. I also have my YouTube channel that I'm really heavily focusing on this year that all of my season two episodes videos will be there also under the same handle watch a Stive podcast. I'm on TikTok. Eh, can't figure out that fucking algorithm, but watch a Stive podcast. I have Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm sure you guys will put it in the show notes. Um, and then I have my website, WTPodcast.com. My newsletter is there. It's fucking lit. Subscribe. I'm yes. not going to spam you. I only talk to you when I feel like it. <laughs> um, and then my podcast, Watch Us Thrive. You can listen to it everywhere that you love to stream. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever the fuck you want to listen. <laughs> Brand new episodes drop every Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And occasionally I drop solo bonus episodes on Fridays. Nice. So subscribe and listen and binge and leave a rating and review for my yes. podcast and yes. for y'all. Yes. Like, can we please normalize leaving reviews because that's yes. how we boost our show it's the a currency, currency. Yes. <laughs> yes please leave the fucking rating and review okay take yes. two seconds please like we know you're saying it in your head that you like okay. this but like just like put it i need thing, it in writing okay yes. yeah we see the listens we don't see the reviews okay so it's not math is not mathing the math right. math insists. okay so leave a rating leave a review and you know continue following this journey because it's only up from here Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can't say it any better. Yes. <laughs> well, like we've said many times, thank you so much for coming on, talking to our listeners, just sharing space with us, sharing your story, all of it. And we thank really you. appreciate it. Oh, I love you guys. Big hug, <laughs> group it. hug. Group <laughs> hug, group <laughs> hug. Yes. And that has to be how we end it. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. To hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.